Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We've got Holly Roberts with us for hour one. Oh, man. Waking up to the news of what happened in Nashville, uh, another school shooting, just, this is devastating. Yeah, it's really sad. Well, uh, there's not too much eloquent that Donna or or I could add to such a Mm. grieving situation. We'll tell you what we know um, so that you can be caught up to speed in that regard. The shooter was 28-year-old Audrey Hale, a former student who reports are discussing whether this Audrey Hale is transgender or not. Initial reports just said female shooter, but Hale's been using he, him pronouns online. I don't know how much that matters in the immediate Mm -hmm. wake of a tragedy like this. Uh, Somebody called 911 at 1013 a.m. By 1027, it was over. There were three children, all nine years old, who died. There were three uh, employees at the school who were in their early 60s, I believe 60 and 61, they also um, passed away. This was at a Christian elementary school in the Nashville area called the Covenant School. Um, Hale, by the way, had no criminal history, was described as normal, nice, maybe a little quiet. So somebody calls 911 at uh, 1013. By 1027, it was over. The, the whole thing, at least from the initial call, I'm sure it predated that by a couple of minutes, but from the initial call, to the time that police found Hale on the second floor, two cops exchanged gunfire, and then it ended. It was 14 minutes. Oh and so there there are two things there simultaneously, right? There is just the, the um, unspeakable tragedy of someone with uh, weapons coming into a school and killing children and people who work at a school. I also want to take a moment to say well done to local law enforcement mm-hmm. who... Yeah. probably saved a whole lot of lives by acting very quickly. And if you remember the, the school shooting that happened last May um, in Uvalde, Texas, yes, one of the most grieving parts about that was were the scenes of parents of children pleading for law enforcement to go inside of the building. And this ain't time to run protocol. Get inside and try to save the children. Right. And so this local law enforcement agency did that. They they also have credited the fact that this school, the Covenant School, had run drills on this. Oh, and, yes. and they said that that helped save lives too. So there is, 
video that was released um, that you know shows the shooter walking through the school. It didn't show any of the, the, the shooting outside of this person shooting their way into the school through a locked door. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the lights flashing, so you know that you are in an active shooter lockdown situation. And our kids, they just practiced this last week. I was just going to ask you about that. I think so, it might be like if you were a school uh, in school in the you know eighties during the Cold War. If you were doing all sorts of preparation for bombings, this is what kids now just grow up with, and it's just like I'm isn't sure that like sad? it is. It is of course, and so they were just talking about it the other day. It's so sad that they have to do it. If this is the current state of affairs, uh, thankful that schools are doing it, I'm sure yeah. that's a, a grieving drill to even run, right? Cause it's not like a tornado drill, which we used to do in school. Right, that's, fire you know, drill, all that. Right, yeah. uh, but something like this is just particularly dark. So anyway, uh, credit to the local law enforcement who helped to stop this before it got even worse. Um, that shooter entered through the side door, it was locked. President Biden, of course, has called for more gun reform. Um, he's mentioned that during a pre-planned event. He called the shooting sick heartbreaking, a family's worst nightmare. There was a survivor of a different mass shooting that jumped in during a news conference yesterday. Her name is um, Ashby Beasley. And she said that she and her, her son survived the mass shooting last summer at a uh, the July 4th parade in Highland Park, Illinois, if you remember that. Yes. They just wow. happened to be in Nashville yesterday on vacation. Oh my so she stepped in front of a mic and pleaded for more gun safety laws. She asked reporters who were there Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? For a numbers uh, perspective, it was the 129th mass shooting in the United States in the first 86 days of 2023. And um, a mass shooting, according to gunviolencearchive.org, is a a shooting where four or more victims are injured or killed by a gun. It was also the 19th shooting at a school or a university this year where at least one person was wounded. Unbelievable. Um, And gun fatalities recently passed car-related deaths to become the leading cause of death for kids in the United States. And you know, here's here's the one thing that came to me, and again, there's like, you can't really say anything eloquent, but the, the common cry after a tragedy like this is something's got to change right i mean we all agree Mm -hmm. something has to change absolutely screw your politics screw what's important like we just know this here's one thing we all agree on children are important right they are you know we they we need to protect children and so anybody should be looking at this situation saying well we all agree we need to do better how can we do better and i know the pushback to that you'll hear people saying it's it's not the Josh Brolin had an interesting uh, Instagram about this yesterday, but he said some people say it's not the guns, it's the people. Some people say it's not the people, it's the guns. But mm-hmm. he said wherever you land on all this, here's here's what I'm thinking. And, and there's truth to both of those things, right? If someone has evil and they're bent on evil, they can hurt somebody or a group of people. Um, I think we all want it to be less easy for someone who is bent on doing evil to do evil. There's a saying which is, not being able to do everything isn't an excuse for doing nothing. Right. 
And so yeah. I think it very what happens with this argument is afterward people come in and then they say, yeah, but even if we fix this, it isn't going to fix all of that. Understood. It's a complicated situation, but not being able to do everything isn't an excuse for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't we owe it to our children? Yeah. Yeah. So I, anyway. I mean, I can't believe you said that was the 129th of the year. Right. Of this year. That's 86 days. Devastating. Yeah. So, so I. I just um, feel so heartbroken for these families, for these kids. I feel heartbroken for that reason, but also that you can't just drop your kids off at school and know that they're safe. Right. That is that. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like shouldn't all of you smart lawmakers get together and say, Let's ditch everything. Let's ditch all the lobbying money. Let's ditch all the other stuff and the interest and all of that. And let's just focus on our children, just our children, just for the next eight hours. Let's stay in a room and see if we can come up with practical solutions for how we can be better protectors of our children. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, yeah, it's just so sad. There's a, um, we were watching an old idol. I know we're late on time, late on time. Um, I was watching an, an American from a few weeks ago. There's this delightful kid, wonderful personality comes in, maybe uh, 19 or so. And you find out after he auditioned, um, after he sang, that he was a part of a survivor of a mass shooting at a Mm. school. He said the shooter came to art room two. I was in art room one. He said we lost eight students that day. I lost a lot of my friends. And what he spoke to um, was just the heaviness of the town where he's from. And he just said, it's just like lingers. And I know there's still positivity and there's still joy to be had. You just got to go search for it. You got to fight for it. But he was just saying, you know, that town, you know, we just, we need some good things yeah. because it just leaves a real heavy, heavy stain. Sure. So anyway, the rest of the show, we will, um, you know, if there's anything uh, pertinent that comes from news that has learned about yeah, it, we'll pass it um, we won't ignore that. But what we will do which we do on these kind of days is now clumsily try to move into what we try to do, which is to hopefully sow some seeds of joy and um, and levity in the midst. But we want to we're just very aware of the the heartbreaking tragedy absolutely uh, that happened in Tennessee yesterday. Um, so when we come back, I guess you can't get any less meaningful than something so meaningful that we started talking about. There is nothing less meaningful on the opposite side of that than The Bachelor. <laughs> and so the finale was last night. There was yes. an interesting t- statistic that came out of this. I'll tell you what it is, and I am calling bull dookie on all of the ladies and men who say I'm going on there to find love. I'll tell you about the stat. When we come back, it's done. It's us, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve has some rando fun facts. <laughs> well, you know, I can't. I couldn't see The Bachelor's choice who got proposed to. I can't find it. I found it. I'm not going to say it in case. Okay. In case. Not that I was watching. Uh, But when I saw a little write-up about The Bachelor this morning, that wasn't even what stood out to me. Did we we say yesterday on the show that uh, the the Bachelor was putting out Wall Street bro vibes, Holly? Yeah. Yeah, I think that you guys were talking about that with Matty B. Was that that Matty B? Yeah, because he brought Bachelor news. That's right. Um, So with that, I found this fascinating. You know... Listen, I'll go on record as saying I just think that this 
show, this franchise, is entertaining and is utterly ridiculous. I could and not just, agree. I more. mean, and this has been said before, so I'm not going to get too impassioned talking about this, but imagine any other part of the universe where days before proposal, he's like, I'm pretty sure it's you, but I'm going to go sleep with her and her just one time i just need to connect with them but i'm pretty sure it's you take all the time you need billy what in the holy hell is going on? i agree first of all we don't really know what's going on behind closed doors right well he had sex with somebody oh yeah yeah i only know by the way i only know this because i when i filled it on twin cities live last week they had a bachelor recap Okay, and I just happened to be there for it, so I I didn't even know that the share was the show was running, on Channel Five by the way, parent company. <laughs> right, tune in. Oh my but um, then I was suddenly filled in on all this, and he had told everyone like, "Hey, I'm not going to be doing anything in the fantasy suites," and then he went and did something in the fantasy suites. Um, and I I don't know if he chose that girl or not, but it's just it's absurd, right? It's absurd. Yeah, like oh he's he picked so and so to go on a date, and then the other girls behind the scenes. They're jealous, but yet they're friends, right? They all become friends, even though they're all wanting the same dude. Then dude makes out with the chick he's on a date with, then comes back and then takes another girl out. And then it's just so icky. Uh, Yes. Yes. Again, I'm not arguing that it's not entertaining. They know how to tell a story, the most dramatic season ever, etc. I'm just saying the show is nuts. For all of the young women and young men who are considering, within the sound of my voice, who are considering maybe going to a casting call for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And why do they always say they've done it, right? Because who do you have? You have successful, beautiful people who are going on this show. Yeah. And they always say, I'm just looking to find love. They're looking for love, Donna. It's hard for extremely successful, extremely attractive people, I guess. I know, right? Probably to find other extremely attractive, extremely successful people. Who knows? But they're looking to find love is what they say. Now, this damning statistic about The Bachelor and the love that you find. Only two couples from the previous 26 seasons of The Bachelor are still together. If you're looking to find love, you have an 8% success rate Ah. if you win. I only the know show. of the one that Ryan Sutter and uh, Trista. Trista. Mm. They're yeah. still together. I believe so. I okay. believe they have kids. And well, wonderful. Yeah. On the flip side, The Bachelorette only four. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our time about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Of the 19 couples from The Bachelorette are still together, that's 21%. When you sort of slap that all together, it is a total of six couples out of 45 seasons. <laughs> Remember, I'm just looking to find love. Can Six I borrow couples. him a minute? <laughs> Could you imagine being at a dinner with your significant other? And then somebody from across the table just comes over and tugs on his sleeve. Can I borrow him for a minute? You can borrow my right hand. Keep my man's arm. Anyway, 13% is your success rate for finding love. <laughs> yeah, it's not very I good. I don't no. know. This show is so dumb. I, you know what I would like to see? I'd like to see them mix it up, okay? Let's have some gay couples, you know, Where are my looking old people? for love. I want to see senior citizens finding love. And oh, I would well, like I to see people. time for that. Why not? Oh. Come when on, When I'm Holly. a senior citizen, no way. I'm going to be by myself <laughs> in a room overlooking the ocean. I don't have time for love. I'm not going to take care of you. What get about your husband? Get out of here. He's not going to probably be around. <laughs> I looked at the actuarial charts. I've already got my plans. <laughs> oh, my God, Holly. <laughs> but I want to see, like, I want to see, how about even, like, a celebrity edition? No, Martha no. Stewart. No, no, no. Finding no. love. No. She's done have time for that either Donna. I know I know, I know. Uh-uh. but like I, mix it up I want old people or older and I say that respectfully to anyone who would happen to be like wait a minute that's me um older people than you know the 20s and 30s yeah let's get people in their 50s or or I want people who aren't according to our western taste who aren't smoke shows right give me some normal people that live and breathe on the earth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, people who look like us. Yes. I want them to cut to one of the girls in the bathroom, and she's plucking a rogue chin hair that's just relentless in its regrowth. Yeah, and then you go on a date to the big box store. Yes. Yes. Screw going to... You know, Cozumel. No. Go to Costco. Costco. Test yeah. your relationship there. Yes. Oh, I mean, that is a true test yeah, of you a do, relationship. You do Costco on a Saturday afternoon. I, I do it at the one in Eden Prairie. And then how about if they survive that, before you can propose, you have to assemble Ikea furniture. Figure uh-huh. it out. Figure out on this side of the I do if you're going to stick around with that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Good stat. Thanks. Thirteen percent, Donna. Honestly, I didn't know the show was still on. I didn't know it was. I knew it was. I still didn't know it was on. currently I didn't know it was running. Currently on. Correct. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, by the way, bad day at Disney. Seven thousand jobs got eliminated. What? Yeah, Bob Iger is reshuffling and says there's excess, and now he's making all sorts of changes and. One of those changes came in the way of some 7,000 jobs gone. And there's another round, I believe it's supposed to happen closer to the summer. What a tough, uh, and and these are like executives too. They're they're big wigs here, someone who's in charge of Hulu. They've done this thing where um, they're bringing every, all the creative kind of under one umbrella. And uh, so a lot of 
high-paid executives lost their gigs yesterday, but obviously, clearly, mm. a lot of other people, too. 7,000. Big number, and uh, apparently more to come. Tough to work at a company when you know mass layoffs are coming. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time I have for you today. All right, Steve. Thanks for being here. Good to be here. Oh, wait. I want to do this while Holly is here. Uh, artificial intelligence figured out 11 ways to improve airlines. Holly has feelings about airlines. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. The Donna and Steve show on my talk, 1071, where talk is fun. Woo, Steve, we just have a story every day about AI. Or that, what's that other one, that other chat? Ch- chat GPT. That too. Which Chat GPT uses AI, artificial intelligence. Right, got it. We're, I think we're entering the, the age of artificial intelligence. I'm getting the feeling that, you know, we've asked the question in a year, in three years, five years, will we look back? And say, do you remember ChatGPT? Or will we right. say, do you remember life before ChatGPT? Or, or you could sort of s- swap in artificial intelligence. Because it has. It's been in the news so much. Just these this year, this yeah. calendar year, 2023. Will we look back in a few years and think, remember when we were just talking about artificial intelligence? There was a new story all the time. Will it have come and gone? Or will it be so ingrained in so many different facets of life that we'll hardly even remember life pre-AI? I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't know. Here's what I know. Holly's been screwed by airlines before. You ever get your suitcase? I did. Okay, good. Yeah. Did that make <laughs> you feel happy and like it was an even exchange? Uh, I mean, I got my suitcase. <laughs> I got my suitcase. <laughs> the lawsuit is still pending. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Holly's mother has long worked at a one of those fancy um, little lounges where the fancy people go before a flight. I've always wanted to go to one of those. Mm-hmm. You know the airline industry, Holly. Yeah, parents, grandparents, all work for the airlines. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Gosh. So I wanted to do this while you were here because artificial intelligence um, essentially analyzed 400,000 customer reviews for six different airlines, and they came up with 11 changes that they think would make flying more enjoyable. I don't know how intelligent this study is because I'm sure there's a lot of the same things being said on a lot of these. But here's what we got. This uh, from a professor at the University of Missouri, by the way, who had this program run this. Number one is more flexible seating arrangements. Issues with seating were one of the most common complaints it saw. And I just say, what would it I think they mean arrangements, meaning how the tube of the plane has seats in it. Not like I want to board differently or whatever, but it's like we're all too close to each other. We don't have enough leg room. It would require airlines losing tons of money, so it will never happen because right. because then you would fly right. fewer people. Correct. So it will never happen, but boy, wouldn't it be great if it did. Yeah, they're not bringing back those first-class lounges where everyone sat around the piano. Oh. <laughs> or the bar. Yeah, like an old <laughs> 747. Yeah, there's a great mm-hmm. scene like that in that uh, Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston Netflix movie. Forget what it's called. We just talked about it yesterday. Murder Mystery? Yes, that yeah. one. And there's a great airplane lounge scene. Very fancy. It's a fancy bar. Yep. Oh, yep. really made me want to fly in that. Self-cleaning bathrooms. Artificial intelligence says that's what planes should do. That's great. Somehow figure out a way to automate it so they're constantly disinfected. Maybe you could do that with a big light, some kind of like uh, light technology. Sure. Yeah, maybe just less pee on the floor sometimes. Listen, it's... (laughs) Everybody should be sitting down on a plane. 
like when they use the restroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody should sit. You might be right there because when I pee in a plane, a I'm standing, and b I'm hunched over in some way. I'm not standing. The roof is curved in there. Yes. And so the ceiling is like coming in right on your neck. Um, and you're right. I don't have a great track record. I'll speak on behalf of men. <laughs> we don't have a great track record on ground. So put us up in the sky in a small room with a curved back and some mild turbulence. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Personalized comfort settings so that you could do things like change the height of your seat or the temperature of the air yes. coming from your overhead vent. Ugh. That would be a nice change. How about like heated seats or ventilated seats? Me likey. You ever Say, sat in a, a vehicle with ventilated seats? I don't know what that means. I have a heated seat. You have a heated seat, and now they offer the opposite as well. Summer, you get in there, you sit on your oh, fancy leather. Like a cooling system. Oh. And it blows air right at your hiney, and you feel it immediately. It's, you, you know what I like it too? How dare you, Donna? How dare you? It's not even summer yet. I do have it. We actually have it in both of our uh, vehicles. Lou got it in the new van. We had like heated, we had heated seats in the 06 minivan that I swear to you there must have been an exposed coil because it felt like you were getting a third degree burn yeah, on your cheek. Okay. Then this new one had these ventilated seats and like immediately it's kind of like an air hockey table. Okay, okay. That kind of air and it's immediate relief. It's pretty great. So yeah, if you could have some of those fancy things, that'd be cool. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. What are you liking oh, it to? Uh, the air hockey table. Oh, got it. Ooh, nice. Okay. Like a light elevation of your touch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, if I were as light as an air hockey, I should get one of those air hockey discs. Yes. And see if it would, in fact, float up just a little bit. <laughs> Boy, air hockey rocks. Yeah, I do like air hockey. They have a new version, quickly, of air hockey where instead of just the one puck or disc, at one point they put like 15 out all at the same time. And so then it becomes like this, you know, Battle Royale, where oh, you're just yeah. quickly trying to get as many Done as you that. can in. You have? Yes, at the arcade at the bowling alley. It fun. looks fun. Uh-huh. All right, these are 11 changes airlines should make according to artificial intelligence. The next one is redesign the overhead bins. Maybe so more bags could fit, or perhaps so that bigger bags could fit. I will tell you this. I've flown a lot. I still don't know without looking around. I'm trying to think if I know right now. If you're supposed to put the bag in Straight, vertically or right. horizontally, I think they want it so the handle is near me. Well, it's, maximum space, right? You know, get as much as possible. I would like to issue a PSA, please. Considering overhead bins, don't shove your jacket or your small purse Thank up there. Thank you. Don't. You're taking up yeah. room. Knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> you keep it on your lap. Thank you. Keep it behind you. You know, you it starts off Use hot it on those planes, and then it gets cold. Yeah. And so I like to have it right around me. I want to I wanna be able... Sometimes I'll flip it and reverse it. I'll take it off because I'm hot as I get on the plane. And then when it's time for me to put it on, I'll put it on reverse. Like a Snuggie. Almost, like a Snuggie, exactly. Hmm. So my back is exposed, and then my arms go through. Donna, you should fly with me sometime. You'd love it. Oh, I would love to. Use analytical models to optimize flight schedules so that there would be fewer delays. Those are fancy words, but I think we would all agree that somehow figuring out some stuff in the world of scheduling, I might point us all back to Southwest Airlines over mm-hmm. Christmas when they ran into the days, almost week-long debacle. Oh, my God. 
because their system was out of date and they couldn't say, oh, sorry, that got canceled here. Boop, boop. We're going to put you on this flight now. There were crews. There were there were pilots. There were flight attendants who were stranded in airports seeing empty planes that they had the expertise to fly. Right. But the system was so archaic. Use AI to monitor equipment and reduce mechanical delays. Sure, that's easy. How about more flexible booking policies? For instance, no cancellation fees and being more upfront about prices in general. Yay, we all like that. Yes, definitely. Um, Give ticketing agents more performance-based feedback and social praise to boost morale and to improve customer service. But wait a second. What? Why are you so skeptical about that? You want AI to do that? No, AI is saying this should be done. AI looked at all of the reviews and said, here are the 11 changes. Some of these changes AI would assist with, but not this one. Yeah, treat your gate agents with respect. Yeah, bring them a box of chocolates. Oh. Social praise. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, this is is coming in with a Whitman sampler. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'll be bummed to first class. You don't know. Can I talk you you out of that? Slide an Andy's mint right across the counter. I always like to give my magazines to them. Oh, boy. Oh, your trash, essentially. You're decluttering at the ticket. Yeah, no, they like them. Who? The flight attendants. Made you believe that. You hand them your magazines? Yeah. I'm like, do you guys want these? Yeah, they're on a long flight. They can't, they're not using their phones. Sure, they are. They have to sit there. They're not. They are. They're not. My flight attendants use phones. Really? Yeah. Once they go into their little stowaway place, they're phoning hard. Really? Yeah. Holly, I don't know. I can't speak to this. I have seen a flight attendant, unless my memory is totally making this up, I have seen a flight attendant in the back area on a phone. Hmm. I don't think I've seen that. I can't believe you're decluttering with these people. They want they want the magazines. They'll they're even say, "Hey, can I have be... that?" No, no I've had not... them say, "I swear to you." I've had a flight attendant say, "Can I have that when you're done with it?" And I'm like, "Of course." And then hand them a refreshing mint. Right. <laughs> you know, it's all you know. They want to kill time, and they want the trashy magazines. Oh yeah, they want yeah. the they mm-hmm. want the scoop. Mm-hmm. So I give it to him. I'd like a flight attendant to reach out via email. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Yes, or call us right now. Do you see that as like a lady trying to... I think they're just being nice to you. Oh, yeah, sure. That lady in 32B just handed me her second magazine of the flight. I could just put it in the garbage if I wanted to. I would do that next time. Wow. I'm with you, Donna. Thank Be you. Be a giver. Just, I'm a, a giver, giver, Steve. No. Don't be a taker. Nobody wants your trash or garbage. You're Taker. <laughs> you don't know. People my tr- I'm not decluttering with flight attendants. They got enough drink orders to keep them busy. They don't need to take my remnants. Plus, do they know that you rip all the perfume samples out of that? <laughs> you take the treasures. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, few other uh, things. I got that, a call coming in. We're uh, going to take this. Dang it. Yep. All right, we'll just take it. All right. Holly's going to screen it. She's a pro. Um, keep track of luggage by putting trackers on every suitcase. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Speed up the TSA line by using biometrics like face recognition to ID everyone, and that way it'd be faster than showing your boarding pass and your ID. Um, so that's kind of good. Holly, right. what did we have there on the old telephone line? Well, you know what? Judy's on the line, and she's going to share her perspective. Oh, All gosh. Right. Judy, listen, I hate to judge you by your name, but I already feel like you are going to be pro-Donna on this. Good morning, and welcome to the <laughs> Donna and Steve show. <laughs> yeah, I used to clean airplanes, and the flight attendants 
loved it when we found magazines in seat backs and shared them with them. Or we swapped out what we already read that we found, and they swapped back with us. Thank you, Judy. Judy. You're my best friend. I could smell you coming from a mile away, Judy. We love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling in. I stand corrected. I mean, Steve, maybe you're right. Maybe in the day of cell phones now, people can get their trash online, but I didn't realize that flight attendants were using their phones. Yeah, what's the difference between them using their phone and a reading a I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Magazine in terms of attention. Well, it's not about that. I mean, No, but why didn't you think they were using their phone? Because they had to be like on the job? Because they're up in the air. Oh, yeah. everybody They got Wi-Fi all, all over the place now. That's true. These okay. flight attendants have Wi-Fi. Okay, then for sure they are. Whatever happened to airplane mode? <laughs> Is that nobody happened? using airplane mode? Nobody's putting their phones? And... You, you got to be connected to the World Wide Web, Donna. Huh. I never use my phone in the air. Oh, yeah. You can get a lot of work done. Yeah. Well, I'm going to now. Get your laptop. Oh, so yeah, we're allowed. You... They're not going to come around and go, sir, that, ma'am, that needs to be in well, airplane no, mode. No, because they know that you're buying your way into it. So you'll turn data off. Your cellular data will go off. Okay. But you can be in um, airplane mode and go on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You see that there? Yeah. You can? But yeah. you cannot be in airplane mode and turn on your data. That's right. So they just want to make sure that you're not pinging out to cell signals, but you're just communicating with the internal. There's a box on the plane, Wi-Fi. Got now, it. let's talk about getting free Wi-Fi on the planes. Speak. Yeah, did, how do we do this? Did, did AI figure that one out? Because that would be nice. They did not figure that one out. How much uh, is the Wi-Fi? Like 10, uh, usually, 10 bucks? Yeah, that feels right. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say like seven ninety nine, nine ninety nine. I don't know. There's like in-flight go-go and all that sort of stuff. But more airlines are trying to universally offer it um, for everybody. I don't know that that means for free, uh, but I know Delta was making some changes not long ago saying that they really wanted to make their Wi-Fi a lot more robust on airplanes. Okay. I don't know how Wi-Fi works, so I'm just going to stay out of it. I don't know how it works. Well, fundamentally, I agree with you. The unanswered question for me is, where is the Internet? Someone explain to me. Where is the Internet? Well, the Internet is just a collective hallucination. It's all in our minds. Now, that I actually that, latch you know on to. Don't worry about it. There are servers, but ultimately, the Internet is us. Somebody also said this, Holly. I, I was talking with um, a couple guys the other day. This is and real they, deep. They brought up Bluetooth. And I, at the end of the conversation, I was like, guys, I bet this is what it's like to be high. Because I said, where is the Internet? I don't get that. Also, you can have, I can go to a TED Talk. I can go to Hey, good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. This is my talk 1071. Sorry. Yep, go ahead. You do your catchphrase now. We're on your FM dial. <laughs> Thank you. We also should say hello to the thousands of you who um, listen on the podcast. Hi. 
Hi. Wonder what time you're listening. Hi, future listeners. Yeah, for those of you who are streaming live right now, which you can do at mytalk1071.com, we say hello to you in this present moment. To those of you listening uh, later, like uh, sundown, what would you say to them, Donna? Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you've had a nice day. Now relax by listening to Donna and Steve. Yeah. I I don't know. I kind of like Donna's just... Good evening. <laughs> oh, like Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> a little, yeah, Haunted Mansion vibe. Oh, man. Just Thanks that. for making us part of your night. We love you guys. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. I came across this story yesterday. I kind of like it. Uh, were you a Family Ties fan? I kind of came into it. It was a touch before my time. It was on in the 80s when I was like little five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was a really fun show. Really good show. Starred uh, Justine Bateman and Michael J. Fox. There you go. Um, anyway, she's 57 years old now. And she. Apparently, this is the the headline. Family Tie star Justin Justine Bateman, fifty seven, doesn't give a boop that she looks old. <laughs> so, I she was talking. I don't know to to sixty minutes. I think in Australia, and she, of course, began her career as a teenager in the eighties, and she had no idea that people were commenting on her appearance until she Googled herself. She said, I needed to Google something to do a little research and remind myself of something that happened when I was famous. So I put in my name in Google. I wrote Justine Bateman, and then it auto-completed to looks old. Ouch. Oh. Oh. She said, I was 42 at the time, maybe 40 at the time, and I was like, what? And I looked at the pictures that they had as evidence, and I couldn't see what they were talking about. She's like, I think I look rad. I think my face represents who I am, and I like it. So that's basically the end of the road. So um, she acknowledges that obviously there are tweaks that she could make, but she said that would erase all the authority she has. Um, I like that word, authority. I do, too, a lot. Uh, She says, I feel, um, I like feeling that I'm a different person now than I was when I was 20. And I like looking in the mirror and seeing that evidence. And she goes on to say that she feels sad for women who obsess over trying to look young. She said they're not enjoying life. Mm. I feel like they're distracted from the things that they're meant to do in life. With this consuming idea that they've got to fix their face before anything else can happen. Like, the fact that your face is wrinkled, they think, is going to X out a bunch of opportunities for you. And she doesn't believe that that's true. And there you go. Can I play devil's advocate here? Yes, you can. For the sake of the conversation. Um, And I agree with her. I feel like that's a very slippery slope once you get into injecting and just trying to appear as though... Time stood still for you. Right. But that last point that she made, though, I'm sure there are some women in the entertainment industry who could say, I I love 
what you're saying. I wish it was more right. true. Right. That there that it doesn't keep me from any opportunities because wrinkles can get historically could get in the way of a, a woman's opportunity to get a role much more than it could a man's opportunity. Well, she get the guy a, looks distinguished, right? She could get a role as a grandmother. Donna. <laughs> I mean, listen, there are plenty of women with wrinkles who are still getting roles. Helen Mirren, for one. I, I'm, she's, we're not suggesting that there are none. But I'm just saying, for the sake of the conversation, yeah. there is a... Let me reiterate what she said. Because okay. I may have put my own spin on it. Okay. And that they not necessarily her words. Her advice is... Forget about your face and let go of the fear that is making you think that the fact your face is wrinkled is going to X out a bunch of opportunities for you. She's, she's saying, she's not saying that that's not true. She's just saying, let go of that Ditch fear. It's the fear of it. Sure. It's the fear. Okay. Embrace your face. Okay. Embrace the face. I want the two of you now to hear. I'm going to um, Google myself right now. I wonder if it'll finish, like, if it'll auto-finish. Hold on a second, all right. Uh, That just says radio. There you go. There you go. The Um, fifth one down says obituary. I'm concerned (laughs) about that. Okay. All right, now listen to this. This is a man. This is a woman asking on TikTok why men don't talk about their feelings. This came because, you know, it was like she's out with a guy and he's like, how do you guys not know you go to lunch together all the time that you're both from Connecticut and that he's engaged? Uh, And then here's a guy responding to it. Let's let you listen to the whole TikTok. Okay. Oh, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. It should be right down there. Okay, right down there. And this is from Jason Pargan. I genuinely do not understand how men do not know personal facts about the other. I recently got lunch with two guys and they know each other and I know both of them separately. And I said something to the guy and I was like, yeah, then your fiance. And the other guy was like, congrats, man. I didn't know you were engaged. I didn't know you were engaged. What? He didn't tell you he was going to propose? What? Pop culture loves to portray men as being very simple and shallow, like we'll get together and we'll just talk about sports all day. We'll never get into anything about our personal lives. And I guess women don't realize there's a reason for this. From birth, it was my understanding that the most noble thing you can do as a man is not be a burden on other people. It's not a burden to talk about sports or video games or Warhammer figures, but it is, in our perception, a burden to talk about our jobs, our relationships, and so on. So the arrangement you wind up with is, because I like you, I'm not going to burden you. Hmm. Your thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I disagree with that. I think it's because it doesn't interest them as much as other things. You could probably make an argument like that. I have friends who I can just talk very topically with. And then I have other guys who I will get together with. And I know we're going to go around the horn and like, how's everybody's marriage doing? How's, how are you doing as a dad? You know, all that that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there are other times when I can come home and lose like, so what did so-and-so say about this? How's that going? And I was like, didn't come up. Right, right. <laughs> it's just, I just think it's uh, male-female differences and interests. Holly, get out of here. Get Take it. a load off. Bye, Al.